When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's over the trade period. They're all signed, sealed and delivered now. And we're going to have a chat to Tom Petrora about a few of them after the break. one 736 If you'd like to join me, you can jump on the line now. And uh, our best call in the next half an hour, we'll give away that bottle of Buffalo Trace bourbon whiskey. And uh, a couple of texts that have come through on the 40 Winks temper text, I'll read out as well. 0433981116. If you want to send through a text, get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep in that open line. Brought to us by Werribee Kia, 1300 736 736. Anything you'd like to discuss, jump on the open line. One here, um, in reference to a caller earlier who called me by another name, Pipe. Uh, why do you give time to duds who deliberately call you another name? It's disrespectful. They just want to hear their own voice pop up elsewhere. Uh, Phil in Abbotsford. I'm not sure why people do it, but it, I've got a thick enough skin. It's all good. I can cope with it. Uh, you should read the text machine occasionally. Um, and one here, at least we can discuss about Horn Francis when Radar and Keithy are on after you, Pipe. Um, you lost a lot of your credentials today. Well, I'm happy to talk about Horn Francis. That's fine. More than happy to take as many calls as you like talking about Horn Francis. But the pathetic name calling was where I decided, well, do you really want to just call in and call him names? I mean, what's the point of that? Tom Petoro's been good enough to join me. A couple of his guys have made the move. He helped them make the, make the move. Welcome to you, Tom. Great to have you on. Thanks, Dwayne. We, uh, I reckon some people might have been called some names at that 5.36 o'clock when we are getting close to the deadline, though, yesterday. So nice, timely um, hello. Absolutely. At least uh, you're adults and you can cope with it. Uh, did you get a little worried late in the deadline phase? I'd be lying if I said no. Um, yeah, it was a really, really stressful last. Uh, in my 22 years of doing this, I've never done them that late. And um, to finish one at 7.24 and one at 7.29, um, not the ideal way to do business, but um, circumstances, um, yeah, we're in the situation. But yes, very stressful. Saw a lot of movement. Is this just the tip of the iceberg? A trade period's got to get even more explosive, do you think, in the future, given the... There's a lot of win-wins in the end in this trade period, I thought, Tom. Yeah, Dwayne, I think we, um, I think we're, be, we're, we're maturing more and more as an industry, and albeit as Australians, we're pretty loyal. Um, I think the opportunity to, to chase some success or to extend your career or to get home, um, there's enough opportunities now for um, players to move and also clubs to be open-minded where they may upgrade on a player, trade out a younger one because they're in a window where they want to win or, you know. So, um, yes, do I see greater movement? I think so. I think we'll get good growth every year. 
Do you have players say, I don't want to move interstate, Tom, when young players are going into the draft? Or are we in a situation where we need to realise, well, I've never heard of a player say, I don't want to go to the Swans. Now, you might have a situation where you don't necessarily want to go to a specific club, but state by state, there's some pretty good teams in just about every state at the moment. You'd want to go to the Lions. You'd want to go to the Swans, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I think, Dwayne, um, the boys are more professional than they've ever been. Um, coming through with the draft. And they're probably growing up um, in a generation which is seeing freer movement. Um, Say 20 years ago when I started, we didn't have as much movement. We might have done 10 trades a year. I I don't know the total amount of trades that were done over the last 10 days, but let's say it was 30. Um, The the younger players coming through, they understand it's a national competition. And they also understand that the interstate clubs are always pretty big organisations and well-run organisations. So it's a good opportunity and, and a place to start your career fresh. And and I look at Robbie Gray and Travis Boak, um, 16 years in the system. Trav obviously still playing, but they loved Adelaide. Initially, did they want to go to Adelaide? Travis didn't want to go interstate in terms of his personal circumstances. And I always thought he'd come back after two years and 16 years on, he's still there. So um, I think we've got to give credit to those interstate clubs as well um, for the opportunities and and the environment they create for their players. So the AFL doesn't have to adjust the system at all? No, um, I think we've always got to look at um, improving the system and whether that is freeing up the ability to trade future picks, um, whether that is um, tweaking the rules. I don't think we need to change the system dramatically, but like, um, there's some picks that were left on the shelf last night um, that clubs don't need because they don't have the list spots. And I believe one thing I think is that why can't they then trade that pick for goodwill, you know? And and next year when they're in a bind and a club's got a spare pick, they might get it back. Um, will that help unlock another deal? Potentially. Um, so I think that there is opportunities to, to continue to tweak the system. Um, I don't think we need a major change, though. So, essentially, if you don't have a list spot, you've got pick 68, you can't use it this year, it sits there and it gets wasted, and you can, what, trade a, a, a future two years' time, uh, pick 68? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> yeah, so I'm pretty sure the Gold Coast pick 45, but I think that they've got two picks prior to that, and they only have two list spots. So that being the case... Um, 45 is valuable um, with Ashcroft and um, probably Davey and Fletcher all bringing picks in because of points. 45 may come into 38. Now, I'm sure that there's plenty of good players that have been picked in the 30s over the journey. So could could the Gold Coast have given that to, say, Fremantle last night as a, um, for goodwill because Fremantle were in so many deals or the Bulldogs were in a lot of the deals? And then next year, when the Bulldogs aren't in, in as many deals, could they give a pick back, right? Um, how we actually execute that um, needs some work. But I think when we've got these picks that are, you know, no value to a club, um, why not keep helping the system get freer for the movement? How would the AFL face the team virtually trading their pick two years' time? Uh, would they frown on that, do you think, or would they be open to the discussion? Um, look, I think that we put it in place because 
because there was probably some clubs doing making irresponsible decisions. I feel like the industry's in a good place and clubs don't make silly calls anymore. Um, however, if you if we all have too many toys at our disposal, <laughs> we do love to trade. And we do love the opportunity of moving a player to a new club and getting a better deal as an agent or, you know, um, helping a player leave a struggling club to get to a successful club, you know, to hopefully win a premiership. Um, so there'd have to be rules and it'd have to be a good discussion to make sure. And and also, too, with all those new rules, there's always some teething problems. So, um, you know, but I think that there is, there is a way that we can do it um, makes it reasonable without without putting clubs in a position where they're destroying their futures. How much do you think the salary cap's going to go up, Tom, in the next over, over the course of the next broadcast rights deal? So what we've got now, what's it going to be in seven years' time, do you think? Um, look, I think if, if you used inflation as a guide um, and we assumed a 5% increase... Um, and so we say in seven years' time, if it gradually went at a 5% um, incline, well, does that mean that it's you know 35% more than what it is at the moment? And it's at about 14.5 million. So what's that, another 5 million roughly? Will it get to 20 million? Um, I hope so as an agent, because that means my players will be getting paid well um, and we do okay out of the commission. Um, <laughs> I think on the back of the TV rights, the future is bright, but I also think we need to be mindful of what's happened the last couple of years. Um, I think that um, that the players do deserve an increase. Um, will it be like a big 20% increase like it was um, five years ago? I don't think so. I think we're at a stage where we need more of a gradual increase. Um, but, yeah, I think that that would be the best way to, to sort of forecast it. So how do you forecast it or factor it in to a player's contract that you sign up that might be a seven-year deal? How do you factor in the change? Is he going to get a percentage of the salary cap in seven years like he's getting now? Yeah, it depends on the player um, and the quality of the player as to the propensity of the club to give you um, the amount of the salary cap. Some clubs have their own system in place. Um, Some are open-minded. Some players are on a percentage of the cap. Um, some players will forego the first few percent so the clubs can have some natural growth in their contracts. So, you know, let's say that it's a 7% increase. The club may keep the first 3%. Some clubs um, work on a percentage of the salary cap increase. So 50% is passed on to the player. Um, it's all in a negotiation, and 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 the details probably confidential as to how that um, is factored through. And a couple of you guys that did move, so um, do you talk about where they're going to be played with the club when Jagger O'Meara or Jack Gunston says, "I'm thinking of moving." Um, do they ask actually how am I going to be used, or do they leave the club to discuss that with them specifically face to face? I, I try to um, I try to let those conversations permeate between the prospective coach and the player. Um, so in the case of Jager, Jager and I talked about that on Monday um, when Fremantle showed interest, and um, he had he had a um, upcoming catch up with um, Justin Longmuir, and I said, "Well, I can tell you what the list managers told me, but I reckon that's a conversation you and the coach have." And um, 
in terms of where players play and the role they play, it's important in my discussions, but far more important in the player and the coach's discussion. That's not a place for an agent to be... I, I don't need to tell them how to play footy or have an opinion on what role they play. Will I give them an opinion on the list and, um, and competition in those spots? Of course. But in terms of the specifics of their role, I let that... That's part of the discussion, and that'll always be pre-making a decision. And how do you see the father-son compensation situation uh, at the moment, Tom? Do you think it's about right how much you have to pay for a father-son to come to your club? Because Will Ashcroft is obviously looking like he's going to be the next Nick Dacos, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if you talk Nick, Will, Sam Darcy... Um, all clubs, all those three clubs will have to have paid a premium. They still get it at a discount, which is about 20%. Um, I must admit, I think the father-son rule is the best rule we have in player movement and drafting in that it is the only one that keeps a heap of loyalty and, and it shows a lot of loyalty for the fans. And I'm sure that Nick um, has such a big following because of Peter's influence, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, I would probably like to see it um, at a better discount to encourage clubs to keep their father-sons. But I also understand that for some of the establishment clubs, it's a bit harder because they don't have the father-sons. And we have some rules in and around those state league comps. But those northeastern um, clubs, the, you know, New South Wales and Queensland, because there's not as many coming through and it's not the breeding ground, they are at a disadvantage. So when they do get an opportunity for a father-son, um, it is good for Brisbane too with young Will Ashcroft. And before I let you go, what's Joel Selwood doing next year? Um, whatever he wants to do. Um, no, um, <laughs> Joel, um, Joel's got a bit to um, weigh up. Um, it's, um, Joel will never be lost to football. Will he take a bit of a break from it, potentially? Um, it's something we're working through. Um, I would love to have the answer now, but it's something that Joel and I will take our time. Um, it's been a remarkable couple of weeks post his retirement and the interest in him um, from an um, employment point of view and um, what he did was just so special. And I, I caught up with one of my other clients this morning and um, from another club and the admiration for Joel across the competition um, is so significant and it is in the wider public because he's such a great man. So... He'll be in a good position. What he does, I'm still not quite sure. That's something we've got to work through over the next couple of weeks. Tom, congratulations on your work and uh, thanks for coming up on the program today. We'll talk soon. Good on you, Dwayne. Take care, mate. Tom Petroro joining us. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.